Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Hey, Tim. How's it going, man? Hey, Chad. Doing really good. Really excited about this hog football weekend. Texas A&M, such a big game. One of our, I'd say, the biggest game in several years for us. Yeah, absolutely. I got to totally agree with that. I think this is going to be a huge game for us. Yeah, everybody keeps saying in the media, oh, they haven't won this game in uh, a decade. And I just want to clarify that if you know how to count, it hasn't been a decade yet. We have an opportunity to win and beat them within this decade. If we win this game, if we lose this game, obviously we haven't won a game against them within a decade like everybody is saying however we have the opportunity to win it and then we will we will have beat them in this decade regardless and even if they beat us we still have beat them way more times than they've beat us even with this nine game losing streak Yeah, can you believe that? Lost nine in a row. A lot of weird innings, weird games under our worst coaches of all time. Historically bad teams. And we're still up on them like 15 games in the series. I mean, and this is where it turns like you're saying, Chad. We're not going to let it get to 10 years. You yeah. Know what I mean, when we started replaying them, we won the last first cup. When Petrino was the coach, we started, we went 3-0 and against A&M. And that's how it should be. They got lucky that we had Bielema and Morris. <clears throat> And guess what? And last year in the COVID year, we didn't play in a neutral site. We played down in College Station. Mm-hmm. One of their best teams they had a senior quarterback under Mon. One of their best teams finished top five, nine and one or whatever. Well, you should have the opportunity. You didn't make the playoff. They cried and boo-hooed and all this. Well, guess what? That was your best shot. You didn't do it. And now we're about to knock you down, knock, knock, knock you down several pegs. And we're coming for you, A&M. We're coming for everybody but we're coming for you and we're about to break this streak and start a start a win streak of our own against a&m and show them put them in their place mm-hmm. i feel like we're we're breaking a lot of of taboos this year uh, especially with with Pittman. a lot of things that where we had trouble a lot of a lot of areas where we had issues we are um, fixing those issues we're cor- correcting those situations and you're seeing us 
really start to come into our own in how we deal with uh, these teams that, that have beaten us pretty handedly with the last two coaches. And, and, and we're really kind of riding the ship of embarrassment that we've had for the past nine years. Uh, well, I would say eight years. I don't really feel like last year was an embarrassment. But this year, you know, it's time to beat them. It is. And you got to think about it. The games they have beat us, as bad as we have been, as horrible as we have been, they have barely beat us in most games where we've played them. Just barely. Yeah, we've lost games by tripping penalties. Or we should have beat them. In. I didn't ever see a tripping penalty before that. I haven't seen a tripping penalty tripping penalty after that we had two in there that got called back Alex Collins we had games where our punter scored a touchdown off fake punts and we still lost mm-hmm. while several several games even Morris when they were Texas A&M was ranked we, such a bad team and we we had a chance we had the ball slip through our tight ends hands to be able to at least put it into overtime maybe win that game and we had kick returns just heartbreaking kick returns against us where we just score and get all excited and just it's it's crazy. Even our bad teams, and they've barely beat us. So I feel I feel pretty good about uh, turning that around. And we saw we saw it last year. Speaking of what you're talking about, turning around these taboos. We saw it last year a lot of times, like we were doing things that we hadn't done in quite a long time. Yeah. And exactly. I think I think this year is going to be a continuation of that, and it and it really starts this weekend. We're not going to be up by 16 points and lose to A and M with mm. this coaching staff. That ain't gonna happen. So <laughs> I hope you, I hope y'all not, understand. Not with this. No, yeah, not with this. Not with this running back uh, death that we have. I ain't I ain't nowhere. Not gonna be able to hold a lead like that and not not pooch it away. Absolutely. And then you know, just real quickly, just to talk about the the hockey team before we get real in depth. Golly, how about them just going and whipping uh, this uh, this Baptist University? Twice, 16 to zero, just embarrassing them. And then now they're going to play a D1 school next. So, you know, that's something that, uh, that you got to look out for. You know, you're going to, you're going to go play Oklahoma, uh, who's a D1 school step up from where we are. It's really going to tell us where we're at and, and how well we can perform, but to beat, you know, Eastern, uh, Baptist university, Eastern Texas Baptist university, by sixteen to zero, the first two games, golly, what a great, what a great performance! And and that's an action-packed, fun game to watch, where you just dominate all the way through. Yeah, you're scoring a lot of goals, just just a lot of action, just moving up and down, mm-hmm. up and down the ice, and that's exciting. And man, yeah, big big time at Oklahoma. They're playing in Oklahoma City. Not necessarily sure if that's a neutral site really over there, but that's that's kind of cool. Probably at a really nice rink mm-hmm. um, in Oklahoma City that they're going to play at. D1, such a big game. Anytime you get to play some Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, our neighbors to the west, that's that's really cool. And that's that's exciting. 8 o'clock game tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 5 o'clock game, you know, um, pretty much after you'll be able to catch that after the Razorback win over at A&M in football. So that's really cool. You know, this past Saturday we were playing at the same time. And it's the football exact same time as the football, so that was kind of hard to watch. But these 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 times really line up a lot better, and that's exciting to be able to start this season. We're undefeated so far, so let's keep it going. 
That's true. That's true. There's a Friday game. I got to catch a little bit of that on YouTube. Uh, like you said, I didn't catch the uh, Saturday game, but I think it's just how I lined up with football. And you know, you got to have your priorities straight. As are Kansas, <laughs> and uh, obviously yeah, football sure. is my priority. But at the same time, it was fun watching that that first game. And, and the nice thing about it is. It's on YouTube. You get to stream it, and you can always go back and watch that second game if you want. It's still sitting there on YouTube, you know, just like our podcast is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't sure last last uh, a week ago when we talked about this on the podcast. We weren't sure. We really didn't have any information. I hope they're streaming, and come Friday night, guess what? They're streaming again. So, really excited about long long season. Really excited about what it holds. But that's that's really good. Anytime you kind of know, hey, we're we're doing it again. Yeah, and the only issue we had last year with that was like you would see them uh, doing well and streaming well for the home games, but then the away games wasn't always streamed properly. And, you know, you got to think that's probably the away teams not having the equipment and so on and so forth yeah. to be able to do it. So we'll see. I bet you it is uh, because our hockey program has come a long way. I want them to go ahead and get the jerseys back up. Uh, the, the hockey jerseys, I went to buy one and, uh, they didn't have them up. I, I usually, I like to get things like preseason, you know, not, not like postseason. I don't know. A lot of, a lot of people like postseason, uh, to pick something up, you know, when you're in the championships and winning and all that stuff. But for me, I like getting it like at the beginning. So I got it all throughout the year and that's, that's, I was wanting one to wear on the podcast and, uh, they're not selling them. So I, I can't wait till they get those going again. Yeah, I don't know what happened to their store, but um, man, yeah, we'll kind of find out this weekend if the away games are. Yeah, their merchandise store just disappeared. Hopefully, they get it because I think a lot of people would like to support them in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a monetary, monetary way they can do that. Uh, so hopefully, that those hockey jerseys are awesome. And hopefully, that um, it goes back up there. Yeah, and you had you know you had the the uh, Muscleman you know wearing that one. That one was super cool. He had on. And uh, golly, he just supports everything, doesn't he? He's awesome. I just love, I just love Musk, man. I don't know. I know I don't. I don't care for him not wearing suit. I still don't care for that. But at the same time, man, he's a heck of a like. It's 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 awesome seeing him show up at football games and baseball games and hockey games. You know, club events. I mean, who who does that? Like as a coach, and that's just I don't know. That's something else, man. You you got to appreciate it. Yeah, he's really jumped fully in. He's not just like he's not hiding just in his basketball office. He's jumped fully into being a Razorback, mm-hmm. being a part of the program. Him and his uh, wife they do they do do a lot of community events. She's she's big in the community. They do a, one of the first people in the like on com- or TV commercials and other things. But you see him all the time in promoting the vaccine. But they were one of the first like you know really celebrity you know leverage i say doing that pro vaccine and really come out and say hey let's let's help arkansas so they do a lot for for the state and the community up here and that's really cool to see um they're doing it but yeah that's right so he you know he's gonna get the hookup but man i'm i'm looking again on the website and i really want to see yeah well yeah, there's about- a man so many options man. So many, but that's that's my fault for not getting one in the last you know 10 whatever years so should it should should have done it you know, how about Portland State's Bruce Berman, man? I mean, going out there, and, and I don't know if you guys heard this story, but he bought everybody that showed up the last game, not a beer, not two beers, 
but however damn many beers you wanted to drink at the game, he footed the bill. $14,000 at the end of the day. He's paying to buy everybody's beer. I mean, I'm kind of expecting Pittman to pick up a tab at the Razorback Stadium at this point, or at least the administration or something. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, they should. Or at least, like, they should. Yeah, that's a lot of, I mean, a lot of different, I mean, um, that's just a cool, because he only gets paid probably, I think, $200,000 or whatever, so he's not making, um, you know, as many, like, even Pittman, Mm -hmm. he's one of the lowest paid SEC coaches, but he's still making. In four million, like heck, how much? Um, he said how much it was a hundred thousand. That ain't nothing. How much of that a beer would buy for everybody? Exactly. He said it was a little bit more than uh, a month's worth of pay for him. And I mean, still, I mean, as much as wow. he makes, that's not. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's making a hell of a lot more than we are. But I'm sure he's living in a great big house, yeah. you know, and he's paying a lot more for cars and insurance and things like that that we're paying. Probably got a boat and another house and another lake. <laughs> All kinds of taxes and crazy stuff like that. He's probably not a one house type guy. So whenever whenever we're like, oh, it's just a month's worth of, of pay, it's probably a lot more to him than it would be to us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's a lot of effort. He wouldn't have to do that, and he wanted people to come out and see him. I mean, it's a uh, so I, I I like that. I like that from Coach. Barnum, I guess it was Barney's Beer Garden, as he kind of. So that's really cool. Oh, that's awesome! But I'd love for Pittman to do that. I'd love for Pittman to uh, offer that to fans, or you know what I mean. That'd be a really good move. You know what? We know we know Pitt. At least he used to love beer. I mean, now he's pitcher. He drank beer during spring game when he was playing and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean that you know, and I think a jukebox kind of goes with the theme. You know, of, of turning the jukebox on. It's not like, I don't know, club dub or whatever. I mean, that, I guess you're expecting like people have mixed drinks in club dub or something like a vodka yeah. sour or something weird like that. You know, I want a beer. <laughs> I want, I want to go to the place that has a jukebox in the corner and you drink a beer, man. Mm-hmm. Nice, ice cold beer. That's what you want. That's Pittman style. <laughs> Yeah, we showed up at a game and drank uh, some Coors Light. I mean, it was light, so, you know. But he was young, you know, at that age. Everybody drinks Coors. I mean, I'll have a a Coors Heavy now. Oh, yeah. You're an adult. You can do that. Banquet beer. All right. Well, I guess we should get into this game, man. It, uh run through that what a game you know we just went over there and, and uh demolished these these guys i was noticing earlier and uh, you know we were we were talking about this was um you know the russian game and the amount of uh yardage that uh you know we see trailing smith with 216 yards leading the pack uh raheem sanders 137 yards aj green at 104 and johnson at 132 and I was surprised because I, I thought we were gonna. I thought Raheem had a few more yards under his belt as well as he's been running the ball. You know, so I was surprised uh, because I felt like I thought I thought that Smith had a lot of short yardage 
plays. And I'm surprised they added up to, to what they added up to. But golly, kudos to him for leading the team, you know. I mean, that's what he's supposed to be doing right now. And he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And everybody else is, is, is when they get the ball, they're making the most of it. And they're supporting him and giving him some rest. And that's exactly what they're supposed to be doing. So this stable of running backs, who I, I said was going to be a two-headed monster at the beginning of the year, I have to admit, I was just totally wrong about that. I thought it was going to be Traylon Smith. I thought it was going to be Sanders. I thought that was going to be, you know, rotating them in and out. And honestly, we have a four-headed monster. We got, you know, Smith, Burks, Green, and Johnson, all of them running the ball. Yeah, you got, I mean, look, Traylon Smith, the, the senior leader in that running back room, but you got these guys, I mean, freshmen and Sanders and um, – Green really running, and you got Dominic Johnson. I, he's just a power runner, but the other day he scores uh, a forty-eight yard run, big time. Mm. And he scored a touchdown every game, three touchdowns. He scored a touchdown versus Rice, versus Texas, versus Georgia Southern. He's just added an element. Um, and then Green and Sanders, just the way they run, as mm-hmm. true freshmen look great. Do not look their age. They've come on, and of course KJ as quarterback. That's just a big element that he's able to. And all these guys are average. Nobody averages under five yards of carry in that in those main stable running backs. Just who are you gonna just just pick your poison? And the running backs come off fresh. You're not just mm-hmm. you're not gonna have Traylon Smith have 35 carries and get get worn down at the end. Can he can he, can his legs hold up in an SEC game in the fourth quarter? No, you're trading them out and they're. And they're good. You're not just trading them out just to trade them out for the for the thought of keeping Traylon's uh, fresh. You're trading them out because it works, and mm. all these guys are good. So that's that's a, almost a thousand yards already eclipsed in the first three games. And I, I expect I mean, that I, to continue. Absolutely. You know, I should have I should have mentioned uh, Johnson, but to me, I mean, he's almost a, a halfback at this point i mean he's almost not a fullback i mean he's almost just he's a bruiser man and i I said in the game the other day uh, and i know we wasn't playing a very good team and you know we did what we were supposed to do against that team but he looked like a train out there running people down you know if i'm gonna think about like who do who i you know the way he was running the ball after contact who's the last person i saw doing that and i'm thinking mike allstott you know and i know he's not professional level and all that yet i'm not saying that but i'm saying he's got that ability in him you know he 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 is a bruiser running back and he's nice to have out there and i know we don't line him up you know in a traditional way like that but that's kind of you know I, i feel like he's a short yardage guy you need three yards you need one yard put him in there and let him bang it out you know and it's still speaking. Of, he is the best, like short yards like that so far. And he still, but he still has the longest run of the year, forty-eight yards. It's crazy. Well, the, um, yeah, because he just knocks people out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's running back coach Smith. I mean, he's just awesome, man. Like he's gotten these guys ready to rock and roll and be a big piece of this team. He really has. He's really. It's really impressive what he has done with our running backs and our receivers are doing well. And I think, you know, the biggest complaint I have out of the last game was uh, our accuracy at quarterback and how we threw the ball. And it wasn't completely awful. Uh, We corrected it and we got things going in the right direction. But there were definitely some times when we were making some bad throws that should have been catchable throws that the receivers could not pull in. Yeah, for sure. I think the passing game is still a work of – in progress um it seems like kj heck he he gets some 
really good deep balls, and he did that last year in that Missouri game too. But some of these intermediate routes that he's throwing just um, you know, it takes him it takes him to get in rhythm. It seems mm. like it takes him a little while to get in rhythm. I agree. Um saw it but Texas. I I will say Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will I will say it was really impressive. Um this game that we started off that first drive, we scored. We've been talking about that, that we hadn't scored on our first drive in so long. Um of course I guess that was really um kind of just running the ball. But actually mm-hmm. well we started off the game with a Big pass to Morris, but um, mm-hmm. you know, like KJ still, I mean, he's, you know, he's still a sophomore. He's got some work to do, and that's exciting because you know he can do it. You know, if he's got some of those capabilities, you've seen that deep ball. You know, he's got the capabilities. He's going to just be more consistent and more accurate. Mm-hmm. And the receivers have to have to catch the balls that are thrown to him too, as well. I mean, Traylon Burks is sitting at sixty-eight percent. It's almost seventy percent. Everything that's thrown at him, he's snagging out of there. So, I mean, you got to. I mean, I'll take two hundred and six yards receiving yards. I'll take that all day long. I think he's doing his job. Uh, he's not going to catch everyone, but there are some where it's like, golly, you know, we like. It seems like when he doesn't catch it, it's like at a moment in the game where it's like, man. We need, like, it's a third down. Like, now we're going to punt, right? Like, it's in these pivotal situations where you're like, you you got to catch those. Yeah, we've had some some of those games. And it's, oh, man, I'm not, not trying to get ahead of myself, but it just feels like this game, I'm really excited to see what we do against SEC competition because it's really when we find out, you know. Mm-hmm. Who comes through on every end? Well, we're going to. So we haven't just haven't had a close game. I guess Rice gave us a fight. You know, Texas didn't give us a fight. Georgia Southern didn't give us a fight. We haven't been in a dog fight. We haven't seen just people make play after play. Mm-hmm. That's what this weekend. But yeah, Burks, he had his best game of the year on Saturday against Georgia Southern. That was really exciting to see. Kind of lived up to his. Um, I know he's battling whatever injuries, didn't really practice in the fall. So it was really good to see, kind of seeing him get to 100% of what he should be in his potential by SEC play. Yeah, absolutely. But we haven't even thrown the ball that much. We've only thrown the ball 63 times, and in this day and age, it's not very much. You haven't seen the – like, Traylon's got 13 catches. I mean, Morris, mm-hmm. Warren, six catches. Thompson and Kern, four. You haven't seen Hudson Henry even catch a ball. Mm-hmm. you got uh, the running backs only caught a couple so far, and – um, so there's going to be some games where they're going to try to they're going to fit those guys in the box against us, and Cage is going to be forced to throw. Absolutely. And before we go through this game, just like some overalls, like when I, when I think of the coaching staff and things, like I, there were a few plays where it was like, why did you run that play at that particular time, uh, where it was confusing and stuff. But for the most part, I really like how. We run a hurry up offense, but then slow it down whenever we get the we get the lead and take advantage of the clock. And I really like how we're kind of playing the best of of both worlds with this no huddle offense that we're running, which is you know you don't see that as often. Usually it's just all go or or uh, I guess with more it's all slow. <laughs> hurry up to get nowhere, but yeah, it feels like we're capable. Um... Of doing whatever it's required to win. Mm-hmm. That's why they know Pam Griffin says you weren't going to get an offense line coach and just pass the ball 50, 60 times a game. You know what I mean? You knew he's going to come in and 
we're kind of switching that up to where that's Pittman's set flat out. If, if we're running at seven yards of carry, something like that, we're not even going to pass the ball. And why would you? You know what I mean? He knows there's more things that can go wrong in the passing game. Mm-hmm. But he also understands that you got to have both and that tempo, it, it can work. I mean, it can work when we have it and we can do both. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we look at this Georgia Southern game, you know, they get the ball first. They come out, three and out, boom. Our, our defense is looking, you know, really good, doing exactly what they need to do, just taking advantage. Uh, then they punt the ball, nice, decent punt uh, back to us. And, uh, you know, it starts our, our first drive, which, you know, ends the way you want to drive the end. Yeah, that very first, very first play out of the gate after we, of course, in three and out. AJ did Tyson Morris. Now I do feel like, kind of looking back at the time, I feel like I don't know if he underthrew him or I mean it's still fifty yard pass. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe he hits him a little better, goes for a touchdown, but it doesn't doesn't matter in the scheme of things. As Traylon finished off three straight runs, finished off with thirteen yard touchdown, and we're up seven nothing. And I mean going back to last year under Kendall Browse. Like we just started off slow. We did that the first two games against mm-hmm. Rice and Georgia or and uh, Texas, and it was very nice. We were talking about that during the game. It was very nice to see us come out and score that first possession and really set the precedent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the running game was excellent. I mean, we just just beat the ball down their throat after that nice long pass right out the gate. Pass the ball, back them up, and run it three times. Now that, that's football right there. You know, you're you're taking yeah. advantage of the deep ball. To run the ball in your next series, and it, uh, you got them scared, you got them backed off, and now you just run it down their throats. You don't give them time to adjust, and it's exactly what we did, you know. And you get the touchdown, and then Little runs right out there and knocks it through. So, you know, kudos, kudos to Little man. How good has he been? <laughs> um, yeah, it's like not that not that I believe in jinxes, so I don't think I'm gonna jinx him here. But man, he's been good this year. I hadn't missed a thing. I mean, he's He's just been awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know you can Kicks count on him in a bind, and you know he's going to get yeah. the extra points. He's going to get the, he's going to get what he needs to get. Well, he's just come in as a freshman, like this is my <laughs> this is it, man. This is my job. I ain't going to lose it for the four years I'm here. No. I'm going to score a bunch of points. Not playing I'm like score this. Score a bunch. Of points. Yeah, he might no. be the most. He might he might hold the most points ever scored by a kicker at the University of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. If he if he wants to do that, you know, the way he's playing now, if he just keeps playing like this, just keeps playing this consistent, like three years, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. You know, yeah. hopefully, we kicking him down <laughs> here with the Bucks. Hey man, I mean, if if we had a kicker that left early, you know that you know what he would. Well, you knew that it meant well for us. If any time that happens, you know, he didn't leave because something, I mean, if, mm-hmm. so. Well, you know, the hawker came out for the Bucks, but didn't work out. All right. <laughs> then we got a Georgia Southern drive. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I remember this drive. They, they, they came out and kind of, you know, threw a couple passes and stuff. And it actually looked like they might um be able to do something and then they were cut off and uh you know we took advantage of them you got uh henry and and fauche in the backfield awful lot on these drives 
just disrupting everything, uh, you know, not allowing anything to get more than a couple yards. Yeah, it seemed like the only first down was from a personal foul. Um, mm-hmm. Penalty and again, three and out. And very next drive, what do we do? And this one, the first drive, we had four four plays in a minute. It took us a minute to score. We went right down the field. Let's play more uh, methodical. 15 plays, 94 yards. We were backed up to our six. 94 yards took six and a half minutes. Just just switching off who's running. You got Traylon running, KJ, Sanders. Okay, yeah, I forgot about this one, but this is the play. We're, we're about to go three and out. It's four and four, fourth and four, and uh, Georgia Southern goes off sides, mm-hmm. and we get a second chance. What do we do with that second chance? Bang, first play out of that, uh, KJ 17 yards. And then we, we rush and rush and rush. Uh, Sanders, KJ, KJ, AJ Green, Sanders, um, until we finally, until Dominic Johnson punches it in from 11. But what a good long drive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're doing, you know, we're doing what we need to do. And, uh, you know, playing some ball. And it and it's just nice to see us be able to get out there and perform the way we perform. Because on this next drive, you know, defense is, is keeping the, the game uh within hand and doing what they're supposed to do not allowing the offense to to do anything and then our offense is out here with these long drives giving our defense plenty of rest and it's just like the ideal game you know yeah it just just seems like the defense is pretty much taking care of business um, forcing Tomlin comes back for them to start quarterback, and we just made him just struggle all day. Like, he just couldn't get anything going. Um, just looked frustrated. The linebackers in the backfield, Fouché and Catalan, making the, the defensive line were off in their business. Um, so, what? So, we force him out six plays, we get the ball back, and we do, we do struggle this drive, uh, get a false start penalty, backs us up, and punts, and then. Kind of end of the quarter. So we're at 14 nothing going into the second quarter. And then we force them a three and out. They get three plays for two yards. And they just couldn't get anything going. But here we go again. Uh, Sanders. T- so we kind of we kind of hit a little lull in our offense. One more drive. Sanders. Jefferson couldn't get a couple of pass completes. Had to punt again. Then the defense takes over. Three and out. Just Georgia State or Georgia Southern. Sorry. Just couldn't get anything going. Um, so, ten about ten minutes left. Um, we finally score again. Dominic Johnson just a couple great runs. Yeah. Uh, big pass to Trey Long for twenty four yards. Uh, Dominic Johnson then hits that for forty eight yards um, for the first down. Gets us down to the fourteen, and and Jefferson finds more for a nice pass. And he let bruise that. Yeah, yeah. He let bruise that run, that forty-eight yard run. Like he like he like turned that like that was like he he looked, it looked like he was gonna be, you know, maybe get five six yards, and he just busted through there, man, and turned it up. And uh, it was nice to see a run like that. Yeah, I mean, it looked like like you're saying it's five or six yards. It was a nice little run, and mm-hmm. just bang, he's running over people, running full head of steam. <laughs> Um, with that frame downfield, and finally, just I mean, doesn't get taken down as much as just kind of runs out of room on the 
kind of pushed out of the sidelines. Really good run. Mm-hmm. Jefferson hits Morris. Um, uh, and that's uh, for that 14. So that's um, a 1 nothing. You're just feeling pretty good. Well, yeah, and smart move on Pittman's part, too, to decline the pass interference right there. You know what I mean? Take the ball and, and uh, go for the touchdown. You know? So. I mean, it, it's a damn shame we got to say that, but like two coaches back, Bellama probably <laughs> took the damn pass interference. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got to run up here, man. It's, it's, all, it's, a, it's a long play in the end. Exactly. I don't blow it in the fourth quarter. So I'll just take more time in the first half. You're right. Shouldn't take anything for granted. Good coaching moves. Mm-mm. And then Little goes out there and knocks it through, man. And I, I will say, I, I kind of left this part out, but that drive also, and it only took us two minutes because mm-hmm. of that big, mainly half, he gained half the field himself with Johnson. At one play, but seven plays, 99 yards. We started at our own one. Uh, kudos to their punter for putting it at the one 54 yard punt to our one. It was just we just take it down. We just I remember that, Johnson in there inside of there. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that kick too. Just thinking, like, oh my god, man, we're pinned, man, and they did a damn good job. And the only thing <laughs> you can say is good job by their special teams, man. I hope this don't continue for the rest of the night. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he averaged fifty something yards a punt that night. He he was really good uh, for Southern. It didn't really make a difference, but because every time the, the other drive too, just long drives. Like we're good at that. We're good at taking getting some long drives. Mm-hmm. And then then, up. then they get some life in them, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tomlin around the end, and each quarterback takes it for seventy six yards. Kind of showed a little weakness. Um. I remember thinking in the run that fast. I mean, that's all he did the entire day. But that one one run was just like, dang man. I don't understand why they didn't go back to it a couple times, honestly. But that's none of my business. Um, what I thought I was like, man, was there another? Did they put another quarterback in? Like he looked so much faster and during that part of the game than he did the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where I mean. Uh, Trying to think, let me look back at like the rest of the game because it was like a little end around, you know, that he like well, not end around, I guess I'd say, but more like a power sweep is what it was like, you know, when he took it around there. Yeah, um, and it was like, why don't why why aren't why aren't you going to do why aren't you going to do more of that? When I, was, when I say end around, I was thinking about the I was thinking about the guard pulling, but that was a good little sweep, man. Yeah, and then. Well, the rest of the game, he averaged, or he, so that was a 76-yard run for a touchdown, and he ended up with 65 yards on the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the rest of the day, he he was negative 11. So our defense kind of thought, yeah, no more of that. We, yeah. ain't, we ain't playing around with that. But, um, and you got to think, like, I mean, I don't know, it was good blocking downfield. He 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 just ran well, and he was quick, and he just, he just made it happen, and we just didn't get the edge sealed, you know, and that's that's what happens when the edge doesn't get sealed. Yep. But it, I, they obviously sat our guys down and said, "Hey, you know, you need to you need to step out. You need to fill the edge. You need to stay on that outside shoulder. You can't let that happen again." And when we didn't, so yeah, that, you're exactly right. Didn't seal the edge. 
I didn't see. I mean, he was quick out of there. Didn't see the linebackers after that. Mm-hmm. Secondary, there's a bad angles taken after that. But, um, yeah, kudos to him. But after that, we kind of shut him down. But that was a nice play. So we're up 21-7. You know, Georgia Southern showing some life. I know after that, he was telling the trying to hush up the crowd and stuff or whatever. He thought mm-hmm. pretty highly of himself. Come back to the next drive, Chad. Three and out. Like, and this is chance. yeah, and this is what we're talking about too on this because this is that that uh, they throw a nice uh, uh, pass over to Burks that he should have caught, and then uh, you know we overthrow Thompson and then we see like the replay on that and he's getting freaking hammered on that uh, overthrow. So obviously you know I don't know I was I was upset at first and then I was like well after seeing the hit he took you know it's it you know it it's okay you know what I mean but the yeah, the Burks pass there should definitely been taken. That should definitely been pulled in. Yeah, so a couple missed opportunities after that. But Georgia Southern uh, takes over again. Down only down fourteen. Got some momentum. What do they do? Two passing incompletes, and then they get sacked by uh, Trey Williams, mm-hmm. and and they're holding on that anyways, and still doesn't stop Trey Williams. So they punt again. Fifty nine yard punt. This time he uh, couldn't save it and uh, touched back. Mm-hmm. And here we go again. We got a chance. Five minutes left in the half. How are we going to respond? Are we going to put some more points on the board? You know what I mean? Well, Warren and, and Burks and KJ come right back out and say, look, look, we're better than that last drive. And they, they throw the damn thing down the field. You know, and Kearns even, in, <laughs> you know, with a 21 yard. Yeah. So that's then, the thing you saw in this game, like some big plays. And then, you know, like I like said, Warren, just to start off. That. Like I said, you back them up with the pass. What do you do? You come back with the run, man. And you run the damn ball down the field. Once everybody's pulled back and they're, and they're, and they're feeling like they have to be in that pass coverage. Now you hit them with the run game and you know, they're not, they're not sucked in. You have, you have room to run the ball however you want. Oh yeah. Then this drive, we do have to. We throw a touchdown to Keytron Jackson, mm-hmm. and uh, ineligible downfield by uh, one of the the guards. Man, wasn't us. that BS? Golly. Yeah. And then we just couldn't make of it. But Cam Little, of course, twenty five yards out, and he's going to be automatic from there. So mm-hmm. we do get points on the board at least. But it was disappointing because you did score, but. You know, with a running quarterback like that, sometimes the, the kind of ineligible downfield just <laughs> didn't know if the run, KJ's going to take off or not. I hate to lose a touchdown, but glad we got some points on the board. You know, in all seriousness, I mean, the running game wasn't, you know, firing like it should have been firing there. It wasn't doing what it's doing, but everything has to be firing all at the same time to make, you know, the yeah. drive successful. But the nice thing is, is you don't have to be perfect because you know Little's going to boot it in. You just got to get it within range. And you know he's going to boot it in. You know you're going to have three points. And that is nice having that comfort. Yeah, we don't want to turn it over. Don't want to do too much where we're just or backing them, backing Little up, and especially mm-hmm. give him something automatic like that. Points, I mean, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. Especially with Georgia Southern kind of having a little bit of momentum there. But we kind of got in the lull. We got up twenty-one nothing, and just kind of got in the lull on offense. Mm-hmm. At that point, 
But uh, Kate, or Georgia Southern gets the ball a couple minutes left. And again, that was a long drive, seven plays, 73 yards. So we were marching down the field, really moving the ball. Mm-hmm. Georgia Southern gets the ball back, two minutes left, and they drive a little bit, only can get a field goal out of it. Um, so we're da- they're down 24-10 at halftime. So we're still feeling pretty good, but that was a much better second quarter from Georgia Southern at that point. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's time to go in and look at where they have exceeded uh, their expectations and how they've done that and then break that down on film and make your corrections at halftime and come back out and and finish off the game stronger than you did when you started. And we did do that. So, Yeah, it seems like this – Really, this coach staff's made some good adjustments and come right out. We get the ball first, third quarter. Smith, four-yard gain, one-yard gain. Then KJ, 15 yards, and then he hits Thompson. Just beautiful pass, um, beautiful pass and catch. And Thompson, 60 yards for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. And congratulations to him thinking about it. He was put on scholarship this week or the last. Um, so we talked about that in the preseason. Um, that he they, they wanted Thompson to prove himself, and that's all he did. And he's come on and been a big, big key in the receiver room, and he's earned a scholarship, so good for him, and that was an awesome play that game. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to see him come out here and contribute and see the guy that you know that we had uh, that, 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 you know, we just wasn't able to get it done because of the, the, the places he was at and the coaching staffs he was under. Yeah. You know, I mean, my God, Florida State, that game they just lost. <laughs> yeah, they're 0-3. They're um, lost to Jacksonville State, lost to Wake Forest, my Lord, this past this past uh, weekend. So I don't blame him. He's in a better spot and awesome to see him contribute. And I bet he has. Heck, yeah. I bet it's couple years we'll see a lot from, from those two hooking up even more. So we get a 31-10 lead. And feeling, feeling really good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, we came in a half. We we put ourselves back on top. Um, and then Georgia Southern takes it. Thirteen minutes left. Four plays, twenty-two yards. Just couldn't get anything. Uh, they had a we had a rough in the passer, which gave them a first down, and they still couldn't get anything. And then, so they punt to our. We got we get it at our nine. We're backed up again, and what do we do? KJ Jefferson, a little screen pass to Burks, and he takes it ninety-one yards <laughs> for the touchdown. We're just, just we're just rolling at that point. Yeah, yeah, just takes it all the way down, and and that was one of those plays where it's like he's just screaming down down the field, you know, and you know, like oh, as soon as he gets at this point, like it's a touchdown, and then. Like he gets to that point, and you're just like, oh, my God, if he doesn't trip and stub his toe or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was going. They weren't. George Southern wasn't going to catch him. Uh-huh. He was going by quite a bit, which is the big, biggest play of the year or longest play of the year, and just really just 38 to 10. I mean, we went from 24 to 10 at halftime and just bam, bam, two first two drives of the second half. Really established. We're not. We're we're ready to get this. Put you in your place, Georgia Southern. Little around. Little still hadn't missed the kicks. Just wow. Every single <laughs> one, man. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't man. I don't know. Man. We've had such bad special teams. It's nice to have a kicker, dude. Like I man, love it. I, mean, I love it. I mean, that's such a big weapon. Just to know you're not. I mean, there's games that come down. 
came come down to you missing PATs and mm-hmm. you're cha- people are chasing points. Um, I mean, you see it. You see it in the NFL too. Like a guy will miss a PAT and they're like chasing points from then on out. Screws them up, going for two and screw puts them down by three. Mm-hmm. Overthinking things. Well, when you're automatic on the PAT, doesn't have to do that. When you're automatic, you can take three points down there. Exactly. Um, so we're up thirty-eight ten. Next drive for Georgia Southern, one yard gain, one yard gain, passing complete. Just, just everybody kind of coming together. Another good punt by them. Forty-seven mm, yarder. Not man. a great. Drive. Yeah, <laughs> not a great drive. Um, we get a holding penalty, kind of put us behind there. Mm. That hurts us. Yeah, a couple of incomplete passes. Yeah. Oh, I was to say a couple of incomplete passes, and then we punt the ball. We don't really give ourselves an opportunity to make things happen there. It's one of those drives mm-hmm. where we hurt ourselves by not doing the little things. Can't have that this week. Yeah, it seems like it seems like a penalty. We've had a couple penalties this, in this game. We're kind of sloppy in some aspects, kind of either giving Georgia Southern second chances or kind of putting us behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. And there were several. We just didn't do anything after we've gotten these penalties. And that's one of them. We we're kind of two and four, second and 14, third and 14, trying to do too much, get those all in one play and uh, couldn't make it happen. But the next defense steps up again, you know, Three penalties for negative two yards, just three and out. Just they're trying to pass the ball. They're so far behind, they can't do it. They got they got out of their game. Um, we get the ball back. Sanders three yard or three runs, nothing much. Put it back to them. Uh, you know they drive it on us a little bit. Eleven plays, forty one yards, trying to get something going. Another, let's see here, we get another pass interference on our defense. They get a couple false starts, but ends up being a fourth and twelve. They get a fourth and twelve from R thirty four, and um, Zach Williams puts pressure on the quarterback and throws it away. And um, or I guess Catalan breaks it up. Mm-hmm. But um, kind of right there, going into the fourth quarter, you know, we didn't allow any points that um, quarter. Maintain thirty eight to ten. We get the ball back and we get to see Malik Hornsby come in. And that's exciting because he got to come in just because we were whipping him so bad. We were comfortable, and we could just put him in and let him get some playing time. And, man, did he take advantage of that and make the most of that. Yeah, 10-yard run to start off. Shows the speed. Three yards, another 10-yarder. A.J. Green, 17 yards, 5 yards, 3 yards. Sanders coming in, hits in 9 yards, 11 yards. Um and then he finishes it off with a Hornsby. Nice, nice run. Show speed off. Finish that drive. Twelve plays, sixty-six yards. Takes seven minutes off the clock. Mm-hmm. You're not. You want to see Hornsby do that? Get some experience in there. Plus, he takes half the quarter driving mm-hmm. down the field, and then we scored. We're at forty-five ten, and obviously that's just. And it, yeah, and at this game. at this point, they've slowed the game down. At this point, they have they have started like taking their time and playing a slower game. At this point, too. Oh yeah, I think one pass pass attempt at that time uh, from their eight, kind of a long first and goal. Uh, not really getting too much, but yeah, really just our offensive line kind of dominating mm-hmm. again. Um, so we're up forty five ten. 
Southern gets the ball back. They're just trying to play their regular offense, running the ball, can't get anything, punts it away. We get the ball back with five minutes left and just kind of runs it out. I mean, we get to their 44, um, finishes on a first down, and kind of just time runs out. We didn't really nail the ball or anything. JV on hunting there, getting some different, even our fifth and sixth running backs in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it, man. Just a solid, I think I think we handled business. Kind of had a lull there in the second quarter after we're up 21 nothing, but we handled business. And that's uh, mm-hmm. just just never in doubt this game was from the get-go. Yeah, we handled business. We took care of it. We were up by plenty of points. There was no reason to rush down for touchdown. It was more important just to run the clock out and keep possession of the ball and move down the field. That's exactly what we did. We closed the game out in the right way, and we got everybody a little bit of time getting in there and then touching the ball. Like you said, even even the backups getting in there and touching the ball. And the, i got to say this. i got to tell our defense this, you know. You did a great job of tackling well without helmet-to-helmet tackles, with wrapping up, taking people down, and playing a hell of a game uh, that was not – it was very intense. It was, it was a very intense, exciting game to watch, but it wasn't full of penalties. And I appreciate that. Yeah, it just seemed like we didn't put ourselves in any kind of position to um, get anybody in trouble there. It was really good. Defense just played really well again. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's that game. You know, we we beat the tar out of them. And uh, it was good. What What was our predictions? Let's see. Uh... You had sixty-two to zero. I had, <laughs> I had fifty-eight to thirteen. So not bad. You got closer. We knew we were gonna whip them. <laughs> well, when when you look at that sixty-two nothing, it's like, dang, you're probably let down after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I felt that was good. We knew we were gonna. <laughs> we knew we were gonna put them, but. Well, I mean, and now now we get to go play A and M. You know, what do you what do you say about A and M? Two undefeated teams, two SEC schools that's handled business all preseason long, going to play a team that we've almost beat several times. I don't give a damn where they were ranked at. Play a team we haven't beaten nine years, and nine damn years that we normally beat. I mean, just law of averages, we're gonna win this game just by law of averages. They've run out of time. Yeah, it's it's coming. I just know it's coming. I've probably said this. Well, I hadn't said this last couple of years. We've kind of been behind the eight ball the last three, four, the four years especially. But just such a big opportunity, top twenty matchup. Mm-hmm. I believe they're. I mean, I think they're they're tenth right now. Oh yeah, they're they're fifth in the coaches poll, seventh in the AP. Mm-hmm. We're eighteen and uh, and sixteen in one poll. So it's a top mm-hmm. twenty matchup. A uh, big the big CBS two thirty afternoon game. I mean, every a lot of not all. This is, I think, one of two, only two top twenty-five matchups this week. So a lot of people, mm-hmm. like we saw with the Texas game, there's a national audience on it. There's going to be a national audience on this game. It's in Jerry World, um, the oh, big yeah. stage. is such a big opportunity for us, and it's time. Like we were talking, law of averages, 
law of averages, like you're saying, everything's turning around. We cannot be that. We can't. Couldn't be that bad for that long. Mm -mm. And here it is. We can't. We couldn't lose to A and M. Not for four years. Decade. Okay, I get it, Alabama. Yeah, I get losing Alabama under this in the saving era. Everybody else has. Okay, but A and M is a different story. And it turns this weekend. I don't care if they're ranked fifth. I'm I not think, scared of them. I think they, they've got struggled. It I think Bama's got it coming. I don't think they can just keep beating us like this. I don't. I mean, it's not like we're fucking. It's pardon my language, Appalachian State, right? Yeah, that's true. Beating Auburn. I mean, we're Arkansas. We whip everybody's ass all the time. We whip LSU when they're number one in the nation. You know, the only team that's ever really had our numbers, Florida, and we finally whipped y'all's ass. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Look, they've played no, Kent State. They've played Colorado. They've played New Mexico. I mean, who have they played? Colorado wasn't ranked. No. Kent State wasn't no. ranked. New oh. Mexico wasn't ranked. We played the number 15 team in the nation and beat them. They haven't been tested. Whipped them. Whipped them. They have no, not been in tested. Colorado, they almost lost to Colorado in this past weekend. Colorado, I think Colorado lost. I, hadn't, I didn't see the final score, but at halftime, Colorado was down to Minnesota 30 to nothing. And Minnesota was an unranked team. 30 to nothing at halftime. 10 so, to 7, that's, man. That's, that's what they ended that game. Yeah. 10 to 7. Their Big. offense is anemic. They're, they're, even their, they lost their starting quarterback. He wasn't very good. They lost Kellen Mond last year, senior quarterback. That was pretty good for him. Uh, but he's gone. So the guy, the Haynes King, that they started off the season – was okay, but he wasn't. He didn't scare me, anyways. And then he's out, and now they've got a uh, their second string guy. And he doesn't scare me. Yeah, well, and, Kent uh, State at least they put up forty one points. You know, you got to give them that forty one yeah. points. Kent State, most points they've had all year long with the quarterback. They're not gonna have. Yeah, I why well, even feel in that game? I feel like it was like it wasn't even like that kind of. It was kind of like our rice game. If I remember right, like it was kind of close there for, for a little bit, mm -hmm. and they kind of did like us against Rice took care of business. But I don't know, just not impressive thus far this year uh, for A and M. I mean, I mean New Mexico, the they, I don't they know. did goose egg New Mexico. I got to give them that they goose egg New yeah. Mexico, scored thirty four points, and we haven't goose egged anybody. So you got to, no. you know, you no. got to give them that. But at the same time, it's New Mexico. You know, we might have done that. You know, who knows. Yeah, this is definitely their biggest gone. game of the year, and they're riding high—forty points, thirty-four points, ten points. I mean, we're riding high, but we're coming off a long time of not riding high. So we know we know how fragile things are. I don't think they do. I don't think they have an understanding of how fragile their win-loss record can be. I don't know. I just I just feel like we want this game more than they do. I feel like we won the Texas game more than Texas did. That you're going to see that type of a game again out of the University of Arkansas. I think so too, man. I don't. I just. I just think everybody knows. Everybody knows what kind of what we've we've dealt with with a &M. I mean, it's been admitted. It's not like oh, nobody knows. Like no, we all know. Players know. The coaches know. Uh, I just feel like it's going to be one of those games where, we're, as the underdog, is such a big against the top the opportunity to win top five game and keep this momentum. 
I mean, call these is, guys for the Razorbacks have an opportunity to turn the program around. I'm going to tell you why they're the number five team in the nation right now, right? Because this is their schedule. And the media knows they're going to win more of these games than they're going to lose. Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Missouri, South Carolina, Auburn, Ole Miss, Paraview AMM, and LSU. The only real game they have against a really, really super tough team is Alabama. And, they're, you know, LSU, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I guess his Ole Miss is as good as everybody says they are with Matt Carroll. And he just turns out to just be the next coming of, you know, and he and he goes out there and just, just tears things up. But I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, yeah, I don't, we'll think, I don't Miss think Ole Miss is that good. I'm sorry. Well, they ain't played anybody either, man. Louisville, Tulane. Uh, no disrespect to Tulane, but you know what I mean? Like, we'll see next week when they play Bama what they do. They're going to be let down pretty hard. We saw what Corral did against us last year, six interceptions. I think um, you're going to see the same. Yeah, yeah, A&M. We play at Georgia. A&M gets South Carolina. But yeah, I don't, I don't think they really deserve that top five ranking, but I'm saying that as far as when we beat them, I'll be like, we beat a top five team. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't. That's they don't scare me though. Usually, top five teams just supposed to scare you. They don't just, just don't scare me. They got two hundred twelve yards in total offense. We got two hundred sixteen, and we played a number fifteen team in the nation. So, I just that's, that's just a better record. It just is. That's just better quality yards. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Normally, averaging twenty eight points. 28 points a game. We're averaging 40. I think the first in the nation gave up 5.7 points a game, but you can't. They haven't played. Like, just play one good, play one power five good opponent. I just can't. Like, you throw everything out the window. I mean, they've got some mm-hmm. decent running backs. Spillers, he's a proven running back that they've had. Um, their tight end's been a big letdown. He scored two touchdowns against us last year. And I know this that he's been a little big letdown because he's supposed to be one of the top tight ends in the country. And I took him in fantasy in our college fantasy league as a tight end. It's like, all right, man, I hate to take an A&M player, but I need a good tight end. And I took him higher than I should have. And he has been awful. So I know he's a letdown. And then their uh, wide receiver, Anus Smith, um, I'm not even sure if he's supposed to play, but with a name like Anus, I don't know. Well, I mean, Lane was like, he's a, he's a senior there, right? And he, he did, he's had some, Good years, you know. I think he's probably your biggest receiver that you got to worry about. I don't know. Did you say anus? <laughs> it's for anus. I don't know. A A I N A S. I've heard it before. Anus. Good Lord, what a name! I'm just gonna call him. There's an anus singer. <laughs> I'm gonna call him. <laughs> That's poor. Those poor bastards. Anus. I don't know. I mean, Speller's their best player. I mean, honestly, when I look at this team, I'm like, who else do they got besides Speller? You know, they don't have a great quarterback. They got Speller. Um, I guess Anus. You know, they got the senior lane. Um, They don't have, like like you said, Widemeyer, the tight end. He's supposed to be special. But that's really it, you know. I mean, that's really really what they got. You know, even their offensive line is kind of, you know, you look their offensive yeah, line, they, and they're good size, but they're just 
young. They're a very young offensive line. Yeah, they had to replace. I think they lost four out of five of their starters on offense. That's mm-hmm. line. So that's a that's that's a big deal. When we had everybody return our offense improve, and you lose all that, um, there's centers. Uh, I think Matthews. I thought for some reason I thought Foster, the freshman, was starting. So I don't know if Matthews has been hurt a little bit. I think he's been hurt, so they may be starting a freshman at center. Oh, that'd be this. And when we got Ridgeway, how good Ridgeway's played up at nose nose guard, I mean, my Lord, good luck. Good it's going to be tough freshman. for these young guys to hold off our, 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 our linemen. And wow, having that three-man front go against a young offensive line, as good as they've been playing, yeah. that is another advantage that they got. They get to go and, you know take advantage of a young SEC offensive line. It's not like they're going against a matured, you know, line. So, I mean, that's good. That's good for us. I mean, especially the way we've been taking, I don't know. We, I can't wait until we go against some more mature line to see, like, how good is this three-man front really? Can we do that against, a, you know, Alabama or Ole Miss line, you know, that's, that's just depthed out. Yeah, this is hopefully, but I'll, I'll uh, I'm sure we'll find out in the SEC. <laughs> we'll play an experienced line probably the next week, probably against Georgia. So we'll find mm-hmm. out real quick. But I'll take playing this line and pushing them back and starting Spiller. You know what? The last team we played, um, uh, John Robinson for Texas was supposed to be a Heisman candidate. You know what we did to him? I mean, he mm-hmm. couldn't get anything. Like he got nowhere, absolutely nowhere. We've shut down running game after running game after running game. Mm-hmm. So we're going to force this uh, Zach Calzado, the Cuban Missile, as his nickname is, to throw the ball around. And I'm not sure he's capable of doing it. I'm just not sure if he's capable of. I mean, this is the worst quarterback in several I mean, several years. Like, they've had a lot. I mean, this is maybe in the time. I mean, they had Man- Manziel and even hell, Kenny Hill did very well and uh, Trevor Knight. And then they had Kellamon for it's their worst quarterback since we've started this um uh, rivalry back up. So this is going to be, I think, our line and Morgan and Poole and Henry coming, coming after them as well. Like we're gonna, we're gonna be able to. I did hear too. Our saw the stat where I think they gave up six sacks all of last year, all SEC schedule, and then you know a bowl game, six sacks, and they've already given up seven this year mm-hmm. already. Like giving up more sacks this year. In three games, and, and that's know, up against crap competition. Yeah, and you know we're going to be in the backfield if you're if you're if you're playing that week against the teams that you've played, and you're fixing to come up against yeah. a, a serious. You know, I, I mean, we the way we run our blitzes, we have a very aggressive defense, even though we only have a three man in front. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, when when you move over to defense, you look at their defense. They do; they are loaded at defense. I mean, they do have a lot of good defensive players. You know, uh, their defensive end Johnson, uh, who's who's done real well. Uh, you know, there are two tackles uh, who are uh, seniors and junior, uh, Lil and and Peavy, uh, You know, big guys, and they're and they're playing very well. Um, then you got Hansford, who's their wheelback, and he's kind of like he's kind of the anchor of the offense. You know, he's kind of the guy that's that's running everything out there. Um, 
And uh, then you got your, you know, your cornerbacks, Jalen Jones and Miles Jones, uh, both of them doing very well. And then your safeties, O'Neal and Richardson, both of them very good safety. So, you know, you're going against a defense that's fully loaded. And that's the thing is we have to take advantage of a defense that has weapons everywhere. From the from the secondary to the line, they have weapons all throughout their defense. And that's the trick is how do we take advantage of this very strong defense? I feel like defensively is the strongest point of their team. Yeah, absolutely. The offense hadn't impressed me, but that's I guess that's why they're only giving up five points a game. Mm-hmm. And shut out shut out New Mexico. Gave up only seven to Colorado, ten to Kent State. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though they're kind of weaker teams, they still took care of business. Hell, we gave, we gave up 17. We gave up 10 to George Southern. We gave up more to uh, Rice. You know, kind of had some good drives against us. I, I, Texas got trash points, so I'm not really sure I can count that. But, yeah, they've got, I mean, returners um, – this Hansford really anchors that anchors that defense. You know, mm-hmm. he's got several tackles for loss, a sack. You know, they got ten sacks as a team so far, four interceptions, uh, fourteen pass breakups, quite eleven quarterback curry. So they're in the backfield. They're really aggressive defense. So this is the cornerstone of that team. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of going to be. I mean, do you think Chad? This is going to be a low scoring game. Do you think it's going to be a you know a game? To, you know, 14 to 10, 21, 17, something like that. The way these, both our defense, I mean, our defense, I think our defense is pretty good with all our experience. Do you think it's going to be, could be a low scoring game? I mean, I think it could be definitely be a lower scoring game because both of us having really good defenses, but I also feel like we could get out there and score well against this defense if we do, you know, what we need to do. Because if you look at, you know, their their linebackers and you look at Cooper, uh, 6'2", 215 pounds, the, 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 young, the youngest guy they got out there, but also the guy they're probably going to have spying our quarterback, who is also one of their younger players. So he's going to have to, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I know. I know our quarterback's young. I don't, you know. But it just feels like a mismatch. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it just feels like a mismatch. So with 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 him out there spying, uh, which is what you know, I don't know for certain that's what's going to happen. But that's my guess. Uh, that 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 that's probably what I would do. Is that now you know that that guy's taken taken care of, right? You, you can take advantage of him spying and move him around with the movement of the quarterback, and then you can find your holes. So now you got two. Uh, linebackers that you're having to manipulate around to throw throw into or to run the ball to that you know whatever side of the field whatever area of the field after you've moved out that that uh, lineman so you might you know you might do a, a give or a, a you know a rpo or something like that and try to move that move that lineman over and then move and run the ball kind of where he's at and you know I mean that's that's one way to do it. That's one way to take advantage of it. And then the other thing is is throwing behind those linebackers, you know, and uh, moving the linebacker and throwing into those in those open zones. It's like, can we do that? Can we take advantage of those things, you know, with some slants and things like that? Uh, because it, it is going to be hard to throw the deep ball against uh, against uh, Jones and Jones. It's going to be hard to, to get it down there with those excellent safeties. Uh, and we're going to have to play a more conservative game than we've played against these teams that we've played. We've been able to open that deep pass up a little bit more. Now I say this, and we'll probably just go out there and bomb it the first 
pass of the <laughs> game. And, <laughs> but you know, that's that's what I'm thinking. That that's how I'm thinking. Like I'm going to attack it as a coach. Like that's that's what I want to do, right? I want to take advantage of getting the ball behind the linebackers the best I can, and 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 figuring out who is spying the quarterback and manipulating them by moving that quarterback to the opposite side of the field so they flow with you and then you take advantage of the other the other areas of the field. Okay. I will say, looking back at some of these earlier games this year, Kent State had 226 rushing yards on A&M, so they were, they were able to run the ball pretty good against A&M. Uh, Colorado had 171 yards. Um, now, New Mexico didn't have – they had 100 yards just total offense. But those first couple teams this year showed you can run the ball on that A&M um, um, front seven. So that's an ex- as good as we can run the ball. That's kind of an exciting uh, thing I feel feel like we're going to be able to do. And like you're saying, we can open that up too. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I feel kind of pretty confident about that. Yeah, I think like all you got to do is pull them back a little bit, and then you can run the ball, right? And uh, – or, you know, that's how we seem to have been playing, you know, is, is pulling them back, opening it up with the with the pass and then running. But, hey, who, hell, who knows? Maybe we come into this game and we yeah, run the ball you know. and we open up the pass with the run game, right? Maybe we pull them all in right. and then pass over the top of them. I mean, that could be that could be our strategy in this game. Um, I wouldn't go with that strategy just because of the quality cornerbacks and safeties that you have. I would really want to try to take advantage of that linebacker crew that really only has the one you know superstar when i pass the ball okay okay i don't know i'm feeling pretty good i think i think our offense we we really won't know i mean i guess i know you could say that against every every game but you really don't know how we're going to attack this sec team Mm -mm. this is going to be so interested to see all you can really do is look at it and speculate from like what would you do against that? And then, you know, maybe that's what they're going to do. And then what have we seen in the past from our, you know, offensive coordinator and how has Brawls attacked these teams? And is he going to continue with that trend? And my guess would be probably not. Probably not. He's probably going to come out with something a little bit different. He probably tried not to show his hand in the previous game. He's probably going to come out now and, and lay it all out on the table some things that we haven't seen that, that we've been working on. Um, at least that's my hope. And do you think, would would you say having KJ as kind of a running quarterback, able to attack that? I mean, that just gives you a different element against mm-hmm. a team like this. What do you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would almost want to go to a bit of a faux wing situation where you, you know, where you, where you, where you, where you have – you know, Smith, KJ, and Rocket in the backfield at the same time. And um, and you, you, you're kind of running an RPO with one. Maybe you got somebody swinging out, but you can come back and hit them, you know, hit them with the, uh, with the uh, you know, reverse or whatnot. Or you can give it, or you can, you know, hit another pass downfield, or you can take it and tuck it and run. Oh, it's a lot of options, but, you know, I don't know. I, I'd like to see – honestly, I'd like to see them line up in a little bit different formation, but that's just me. That would be cool to see. 
Oh, man. I mean, it just seems like a pretty good matchup Saturday. I don't know, this series kind of looking back at some of these last games. Like, we went to overtime with three out of the last, well, I guess Bielma did. I guess it was pretty boring. Oh, of course but, he did. Uh, those three, three out of four years, just overtime, overtime, overtime. Just three losses in overtime. This could be another one. But I feel like we could um, clinch it out here, but I feel like this is going to be a good game. I, I, I still feel like, I just feel like our offense is better than their offense. I feel like our kind of match up. I feel like so our feel offenses were better than their offenses the majority of games we damn played them. If we had a better coach, we'd have beat them. You know? I think yeah. that's been our issue is, is our coaching. Um, been very vocal about that. But that's just how it is. And now that we got a good coach, you're seeing us win. I think that we win this game. I think that we out-coach um, this team. You know? Goodness. I mean, you got to give Jimbo. I mean, he went up to Florida State and won a championship and they 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 are not that great of a team anymore um so you know that was kind of a funky year though if i remember back on it right so it's almost like the yeah it was a very funky year i don't know but he's i mean he has that you know of course he's got a lot of pressure up there at a&m they already inscribing trophies for him at say future national championship and just left the year blank. Mm-hmm. Gave him you know ten year contract, nine million dollars a year. Now he can just Sorry, go anywhere. Like he can just go anywhere and win a championship. Mm-hmm. Let's just say this, we man. I mean, we got about. we got to be honest about A and M. We got to talk about this. We can't leave this out of the podcast. They are some weird sons of guns over here, man. The way they chant, the way they they get ready for a game, you know, the whole, I don't know, that whole wooing thing they do instead of cheering and the swaying. No cheerleading. Nasty hand gestures they give and the kissing, kissing the guys after the touchdown. Just some inappropriate stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, no cheerleaders at all. Like, I wouldn't drink their Kool Aid. I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat or drink anything they would serve you. Just never know what kind of. I mean, they're. Pra- I don't know. Yell eaters, all the cadets. It's just a strange place, man. I even saw. He's, you, you know, they got a collie as their mascot. It's getting, uh, you know, running out at the opening thing. And the the handler of the dog has gloves on, so that poor dog just never gets human contact. You know what I mean? It's always like getting petted with gloves. What kind of weirdo <laughs> pets their dogs with gloves on? I don't know. That is such weird. a strange place, man. And we we don't need to lose to him again. <laughs> oh, we need to beat him. We are three and zero for the first time since 2016. So. It's big man. I don't. I mean, I don't know what. Else. There's no other way to look at it. But this is this is a big game. I don't know if it's the biggest game since 2016 or even before that. At, at least it's 2016. Obviously. Let me tell you. We're three and M. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I was just gonna no, say. Good. Go ahead. If we win this game, and we improve to four and oh, we are gonna be. 4-0 for the first time since 2003. 
And you know who our coach was in 2003. I mean, that's special right there if you get to that point, man. You get back to winning coaches, the the kind of records we're expecting, the University of Arkansas. The only reason we didn't go 5-0 is because we got cheated versus Auburn. Mm-hmm. In that game, 4-0, Auburn comes in, phantom holding penalties. Matt Jones and um, it was Wilson, George Wilson, who scored two several touchdowns, and they called him back just holding them out of nowhere. Oh, heartbreaking. But, mm. I mean, even like some of these, like Petrino got to 3-0, and then we lost oh. to Bama a couple times. We haven't been 4-0, so like you said, since 2003. And then. That's right. That's right. Houston Nuts. What does this set up, man? This sets up. Like, where do we get moved in the rank? We get moved in the top ten if we okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, does that tell be... you? I just think to myself, like, does that tell you we got a, a Houston Nut type coach? Right? Do we have a coach that's at that caliber? Because, honestly, that's been our best coach in a long time. If you just go back in chronological order... Who's our best coach? And I'd like to get that back to that point because I felt like we were playing, like we were knocking on championship doors. Yep. Yeah, several years under him where you're like, that could have been a championship team. Like you had the opportunity. There's mm-hmm. no other team. Like we uh, kind of kicked ourselves. Um, but we had opportunities several years. Uh, and this this could be, but four and zero is a different animal than three and zero. You know what I mean? You really feel like anybody. A lot of teams can go to three and zero. Not that we've done it in a while, first mm-hmm. five years, but you can do that. But four and zero is tougher because by then you're playing conference. Um, you've played you've played a tough. You've played at least one or two tough teams. That's what we've done. Um, but my lord, Chad, we talked about this in the preseason. We could be four and zero if we win this game. Going to Georgia next weekend. Mm-hmm. Nothing to lose going to Athens. Road game. Uh, God, could you imagine if we had – we played Georgia last year. So, it's really stupid we're playing them again. But, all right, we ain't scared of them for 4-0. Could you imagine if we were playing like South Carolina or, good Lord help us, Vanderbilt or Tennessee. And we had the opportunity to go 5-0 after that. And then Ole Miss, 6-0. Auburn, 7-0. UAPB, 8-0. Mississippi State nine and zero, LSU ten and zero, and then play Alabama. If we <sighs> beat, I mean, if we beat Texas A and M, there's every we got every opportunity to beat Georgia. Like we are just as good or better than Georgia. We are in that echelon of football team. If we beat Texas A and M, if we beat Georgia, we we have every shot at beating Alabama. Oh, Lord. Every Lord, shot at beating man. Alabama. Be- and there ain't nobody that's going to – we're not going to lose a game between now and Alabama after beating Georgia. Like, after beating Georgia, no you're not going to lose a game in that stretch. You're just not. You're just going to be no. more fired up. And, and I mean, Ole Miss, Miss going to beat us? No. Hell no. You know? I still don't think Ole Miss will beat us. They won't be able to stop. They might put up 30 points against us, 40 points, but we'll put up 60. Like, they can't stop us. Auburn ain't going to beat us. Uh-uh. UAPB ain't going to beat us. Mississippi State ain't going to beat us. Mm-hmm. LSU this year ain't going to beat us. I tell um, you. But that Georgia game, too, Chad, that Georgia game is at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's the best time if you're gonna go on the road and beat a top team like that. That's the best time early in the morning. Hell yeah! Like that's when we, like that 2006, uh, my freshman year of school, we went down. Me and a friend of mine went down to that Auburn game, playing number two Auburn at Auburn, early morning game, and just beat the socks off of a man. And we could see that happening again. I'm getting ahead of myself, but just. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. I just think this year could be the year. I mean, it, and 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 it's not the year yet. Okay, it could be, and it's okay to be damn excited about it like that. It's okay. Yeah, like, yeah. This is our. This is the expectations you should have as a Razorback fan every single damn year. This is the expectations you should have, and anybody else, it's like, oh, you know, if we just get eight, what well, you know. Get out of here with that. Go on. Go to another <laughs> podcast. This ain't the one. We have a chance to win a national championship. And if we win this game, if we go and beat Texas A&M, we got an opportunity to beat Georgia. And then all we got to do, we could, we, could, we, could damp, we could lose to Alabama and still be in the playoffs if we win every other game. Lose to Alabama, not have to play in the SEC championship game, and be the number four team. Because our schedule is the hardest schedule in the nation. And if we only lose one game, we're going to be respected for that. We don't have to. We don't have to have a rematch with Georgia. We already beat Georgia. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, we wouldn't have to play them again. We could just sit back SEC championship weekend. Just be like, you know they're gonna you know they're gonna put us in there. That'd mm-hmm. be I mean, that'd be awesome. So obviously beating Alabama would be the best option. Second best option is just hey being yeah. eleven and one sitting back that weekend, hey, let's I mean, who else? Like I mean, uh, nobody from the ACC is going to do it. Clemson ain't going to – they're not going to get ahead of us. They already lost to Georgia. They got smoked at Georgia. Just embarrassing loss. Pac-12 is not going to put anybody in there. Uh, maybe Oregon might be in there. Okay, that's one. Ohio State already lost in the Big Ten. Who else are they going to put in there? Uh, Big 12, mm, I don't know if Oklahoma is going to do it. So we're going to be in there, man, for one loss. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Whew, goodness. Well – it's gonna be awesome, man. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. We get we got. Oh, no, I can't wait. Got to beat anyone. We got to beat them. We got to beat them. If we here's the thing: if you don't beat A and M, like you, you're you're probably not playing into the national championship, even if it's the only game you lose all year. I don't know. I don't know. If you went and beat Georgia and then Alabama, you probably would, but. <laughs> if you beat a, a, if you lose to A and M, you're probably not beating Georgia. You're probably not beating Alabama, and then you probably got a lot of other tough games along the schedule. You know, man, it, I mean, it just it comes down to this weekend so much. Like I just, yeah, I. What if we beat every team but UAPB? UAPB beats us <laughs> for like a touchdown. What would they do? What would they do, man? How would they? It in Little Rock, War Memorial Stadium, the only game we lose the entire year. 
win a national championship. They get to walk around campus and be like, we beat that. We beat the team that won a national championship. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for them if that happens, man. Good for them. So how is the, uh, I guess, I mean, that's it, guys. We really don't have anything else, I guess, as far as uh, A&M goes that I can think of. Well, what what's your, what's your score prediction for that one? Man, uh, I think we're gonna. Man, I think it's gonna be closer, tougher game. I would say twenty-eight, fourteen, Arkansas. Wow, you know what? Mine, my score was twenty-seven, fourteen. <laughs> 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 I think we were along the same. Line. That's what I had. I was like, well. I was right. thinking Little was going to kick up, so that's awesome, man. That's good. Really good. I think we were both thinking along the same way. Yeah. Um, so. so last week with the pick let's see. So you in, last week into the pick you were starting 28-15. I was 19-16. and 16. Let's see, last week you went six. And where would I? Sorry. So you went seven and five last week. I went one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, I had a great week. Man, Hell yeah, man. I should have bet on ten and two. So. Ten and You're two. You're 27 and 20 going into this week. Man, I'm losing. I'm 29 and 18. Beating man, me for the first last. time, man. In a long time. <laughs> Very long. All right. Let's turn it around. There <laughs> we go. We need a good week here, Chad. All right, here we go. Let's start off here. Um, Wake Wake Forest at Virginia. Uh, Virginia. Okay, I'll go Virginia too. That's the first one I saw. Um, Oh, man. Uh, LSU at Mississippi State. LSU. Okay, I'm gonna go with LSU too. Um, Missouri at Boston College. Um, Missouri. Okay. Ah oh, man, I want to pick Missouri, but I'm gonna go BC. Change up a little bit. Um, Notre Dame at Wisconsin. Notre Dame. Okay. I'm going to go Notre Dame there as well. Um, SMU at TCU. Undefeated. Early on. Man. Uh, that's a tough one. Let's go with... Uh, let's go with TCU. I can't I can't trust Southern. I can't trust... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a team that cheated like that's that. That's a good smart pick. I'm going to go SMU for some reason. They're 10-point underdogs. Um, Texas Tech at Texas. Uh, Let's go Texas Tech, (laughs) man. I'm going to go Texas Tech. Texas wasn't that good. No, no. I'll still go Texas. um, That's gross. Good lord. And they're like uh, ranked oh, way up there. They're no hell no, they're gonna lose again. Hell yeah. Pieces of crap. 
There's not a whole lot of good games. Um, Louisville at Florida State. Oh, my Lord. Louisville? You taking Florida State? No, I'm still going to go Louisville. I mean, I'm sure Florida State's not going to go winless the entire year, I think, but I don't know. It ain't looking good. <laughs> like, at this point, oh, if it was Arkansas, I'd be like, are we going to lose every game this year? Like, look at the games we've lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kansas at Duke. I don't Kansas at Duke. Let's go Kansas. Okay. I'll go to Duke here. Um, Arkansas State at Tulsa. <laughs> um, Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, I'll go Tulsa too. <laughs> um, UCLA at Stanford. Oh, that's a good one. Um... UCLA. Okay. I'll go UCLA too. Um, Kansas State at Oklahoma State. 3 0 versus 3 0. Kansas State. I'll go K State too. Um, Nebraska at Michigan State. Nebraska. Nebraska. They haven't won a game yet, have they? Ah, uh, they're two and two somehow. I don't know who they've beaten. Hmm. All right, let's go Michigan State. All right, I will too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kentucky at South Carolina. Uh, Kentucky. Hey, uh, hey, why not? Everybody else on the Kentucky bandwagon. Why not get on there for a little while before they crash and burn? Oh yeah, I'll go. I'll go South Carolina. You talk me out of. <laughs> it's <that's> probably <laughs> a better pick, honestly. Um, UAB at Tulane. I'm gonna go Tulane on that one. Tulane's Tulane. got it I going on. At home, I think they're gonna win that one. That's pretty much all I got, man. No, there's so many just other crap games. I wonder if when we agree when we agree on games, is there more of a chance that that team wins? I wonder if that's a correlation. Well, I mean, because I try not to just put you know automatic, you know what I mean, like on there too much. I, I, yeah, I try to like. like there's other games. We both, yeah, when looking back at some, usually, like, when we both, same one, like, they win. Like, if you bet like, on the, the ones that part, we both pick, you're going to win more than you're going to lose. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, it's it's rare, looking back, like, that we both picked the team. And, uh... And they lose. That's a pretty good option. Do with that information what you will. It's just good to know. If you live in one of those states where sports gambling is legal, or if you're in Vegas. Or if you use one of them internet sites. 
Oh. Well, I didn't know if that was a... I didn't know if you could do that. Some didn't, people do. We used to advertise for one, remember? Well, once they stopped sponsoring us, then... Yeah. <laughs> Whole different animal. Actually, I dropped them because I played some games and they did some shady shit when I went to cash out. I finally got my money, but it took a while. But if you're going to treat me like that, I'm not sponsoring you. I'm not advertising you on my podcast. You know, I'm not just trying to do it to make the money. It's got to be a good product also. Period. I agree. I agree. All right. So what about fantasy? How, how did that uh, shake out this week? Well, I'm happy you asked here. If I can get to it. Um, exciting week for me. I know that. <laughs> I'm trying to fill the buster a little well. bit. I thought I did well. Did I not do well this week? Not this week. Um, because I beat you. I needed a big win. That's good. Oh, man. Two. I think I still did pretty good. Uh, I just got no, you point did wise. I did point wise. I did well, but yeah, win loss wise, definitely didn't. I just had the best week of uh, of the season. All right, let's go back to <laughs> to uh, when you played me. Like you probably yeah. you were probably yeah, no, benching, you were probably benching people. Like gonna be like I'm gonna have a better week next week when I. I scored the most, and you scored pretty high. I beat you 200 to once. No, I I didn't play you. No, what the hell? Well, I'm sorry, Chad. Um, I did win, then. No, you had, you had a terrible. No, you had a terrible. You oh, lost God. the defending champion. 116 to 162. You almost Jeez. scored as bad as Hawks Man. Well, but I I beat run like a Razorback. I felt pretty good. Scored the most this week. It's not always about wins. Uh, team Florida Hog whipped up on D Rock and Hawks Stradamus 181 to 72. So good job, Florida Hog. Big Wiener Bandit 183 to 163 over Evie Dobbs. So we've got, let's look at standings. Uh, and, and Florida Hog was like struggling too. Yeah, that's first win. I got my first win. He got his um, big wiener. So Maynard at 3 and 0. Run like a Razorback, two and one. FL Hog, Pit Boss, Evie Dive at one and two, and then Hogstromus tailing at the end, zero oh and three. So we've got still a long way to go. A tight race this week. Um, I played Hogstromus. So I should get an easy win. Um, sorry, D Rock, if you're out there listening. Uh, Maynard and Run Like a Razorback play big game, big win. Hall call. That's a big two and one matchup. EV Dobbin team FL matchup too. So, oh, this this team league, man. I mean, it is competitive. Like, there's only, you know what I mean. Like, it's a long way to if go. If you like fantasy and you didn't join, you're missing out. You really are. It's been a hell of a hell of a run. I I do feel bad. Like, you, I don't don't see why you wouldn't want to play. Like, it's. College football is the best. I totally agree. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we got the 
Oklahoma, we're playing them. We talked about that earlier in, in hockey. We whipped up on Springdale. You can watch the games. You know, uh, is what it is. Um, I guess that's about all we got, man. Good hot podcast. It was a good podcast. As always. I guess. I'm ready. I think we're all ready for this game. Yeah. I think the only thing that that we could do would be just to say, you know what? Get your jab. Get your shot. Let's get shit back to normal. If you're listening and you're part of the crowd, just do it, man. Just do it. Just get it done. Do it. Let's get back to normal. Let's fill up stadiums. You know, the more fans we have alive, the better Hog Call Nation is. So go ahead and take the, uh, you know, take the poke. Silent hog call. <laughs> well, you had a good message. So I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to provide a hog call in the background. <laughs> well, whoopig suey. Go hogs. <laughs>